Welcome back to the Elevated State Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm here with my co-host Trung, and we have a guest today. His name is Shaz. Shaz, how did you get on this podcast? What are you about? What do you do, etc.? Yeah, what's up, everyone? My name is Shaz. Um, thanks, you guys, for having me on the podcast. Uh, Matt actually reached out to me, and I went through some of his content and stuff, and now we're here, and we're going to have an awesome conversation, hopefully about some AI automation. That's sort of what I'm bringing to the table here today, because I personally think it's the future, guys, and I can't wait to have a discussion with you guys to, to get your input on that. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. So where did your story begin, like in business? How'd you get started? Yeah, classic entrepreneur stuff. I mean, you start five, six, seven businesses. I think I started probably around 16. I think I started with the, the day trading type of thing. Yeah. Um, worked my own drop shipping, e-commerce, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then in this last year, I would say almost a year now, I really got into AI and automation type of things, just seeing where the trend is going. I couldn't yeah. resist. So I hopped a lot into that. I started my own, what you want to call an AI automation agency. I basically reach out to businesses and we integrate AI into the workflow of their businesses just to save them some time, make them some more money and introduce them to this tech because um, without it, it's it's hard to compete in the next few years. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where I am now. But I think every entrepreneur sort of has that same story. You start a few businesses and I'm going to finally lock down on this one and stick it out. Awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, this is our first time meeting, bro. Um, nice to meet you. Um, like it, it's really cool. Like I, I was wondering, like how how long have you been into? You said um, you just recently gotten like AI. Like how long has that been? And how has the overall like journey been for you when it comes to this whole AI movement? Just because it's been like very very new, and yeah. you know a lot of people are hopping onto the wave. A lot of people are still figuring things out. Figuring things out when it comes to AI. Like what? One first question is like, why did you choose AI? And two, um, what what's um, what's like something that you believe um, makes AI really stand out compared to like uh, a lot of the other like tools out there? Um, but yeah, what, yeah, those are my two questions. Yeah, that's a good question. So I started with AI about December twenty twenty two. I did not know what was going on, and I was really fascinated more so by chatbots so if you go to a website you see like a chatbot in the bottom right corner mm -hmm. these things are pretty pretty bad right now uh, and it really fascinated me that you could have like your own virtual ai assistant person on your website so that was the sort of the start of my journey it got me into a lot of this stuff and obviously we've evolved from chatbots like OpenAI just dropped a, a um an update which basically you can make your own chatbots and stuff like that now so we've come a long way it's sort of come full circle but that's where i started and then you get into large um, language models and you get into stable diffusion and all these crazy uh, technologies that I don't even understand yet. Like I'm by no means an expert. I just I think I'm uh, I'm getting there, though, and I'm, I'm learning because, dude, the thing with AI is every single day there's something new. like you cannot catch up. You cannot keep up. Um, but, yeah, I started about a year ago with chatbots and I sort of worked my way to larger things, app development, stuff like that, um, which is really cool. and excited to see where we're going to be in a year because again it's it's devol it's uh, evolving so fast and who knows we're going to be even by the end of like january next year so dude that's super sick like that's awesome and i have more of a technical question so open AI, the new update right changed yeah. the entire game i keep seeing youtube videos on my youtube feed that are like is our ai automation agencies dead 
et cetera. Yeah. You know, you've seen them, right? So what's your thoughts? I know you, you talked about this a little bit before, but what are your thoughts on the new open AI update? What does it mean for business owners? What does it mean for us AI automation agency owners? What does it mean for people who make content? Yeah, so the new update in essence, and there's a lot of different details and stuff, like they upgraded the amount of text you could put into it, and they did a bunch of parameter updates. But the biggest thing they upgraded is, one, there's like a privacy thing. I'm not going to get into it too much, but that's really cool. You can start encrypting your privacy in some type of way. I'm not too sure about that, but I have to read more into that. But the GPTs are the the biggest things right now, and they're essentially you could mold your own chatbots uh, and AI to your business. You could have a marketing GPT, you could have a Zapier GPT, and you could have basically a team of like little AI components uh, that work for you and that sort of are very, very skilled on one particular thing in your business, which is really cool. Um, so that's a big update. And in terms of um, businesses, uh, it's actually, it's pretty scary, dude, because all the AI startups that are sort of over the last six, eight months that have been developing like chatbot platforms and a bunch of different tech overnight just got decimated by open AI. Like they, their models are, are pretty far gone because um, I mean, you could do everything through OpenAI, right? And they have the biggest pull right now. They're like the Apple of the AI space. So it's pretty scary if you're working your ass off for like six and eight months and you built a SaaS company and you're like super hyped to launch it, dude, overnight, like your whole world is just sort of, you know, it's tough. So it doesn't scare me because I'm not in the SaaS model. I use these already sort of developed tools to go to customers. Um, so, you know, it just makes my life a little bit easier. But if you're in that SaaS space and you're trying to compete, um, oof, it was a tough announcement for you. It's scary stuff, bro. Especially for a lot of these people, they like pour a bunch of like hours upon hours upon hours and days money, and all that stuff. Of, yeah, all that money and resource and time into like these, um, their SaaS company and stuff. And it just overnight, like what you said, it's just like it kind of evaporates. Um, yeah. My question is, is like, what's it like for you, bro? Like you, you run your own um, AI automation agency. What is this? What is life like for you? Are you always like busy working with clients? Like what is your day-to-day yeah. um, -day life pretty much look like? Yeah, so I'm actually a fourth-year college student. I'm about to be done with college. Oh, so sort of balancing both of those things right now. And I do look to do this for the future because I was even talking with some family members and friends like AI is the future. And then as, as crazy as it sounds, I think it's true. Like I don't see this being a fad or a trend. I really think that if you stick with this for a long term, um, I mean, even if you look at, I was, and I'm actually making like a, um, a big info course right now and stuff like that and really digging deep into research. And like, I saw 95% of fortune 500 companies are investing into open AI right now and in, in technology. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's going to be like AI CTO positions, AI business consultant positions. So if you really immerse yourself in that world, I think you'll be fine. Um, and so that's what I'm focused on right now, even though my background, and I was talking with Matt earlier is in sciences, like I study science. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, it's a 180 shift for me, but I'm balancing both of those things right now. Client work is, is, is going well. It's sometimes a pain, but always learning. And, and this new update sort of made everything a little bit easier. So day-to-day -day is really, I try to make as much content as I can, post it on Instagram, YouTube, stuff like that. Um, client work and um, school. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, dude. I mean, like Trung said, that's also what you're doing, right? Trung, you're a fourth year college student. Dude, and... yeah, same shit, yeah. bro. It's just yeah. like, it, the grind is like, it, it. sometimes it feels the same every day, you know, yeah. but like these days and weeks stack up and it's going to be worth it in the long run. So it's that's pretty nice enjoying the process. Yeah. And uh, 
Shaz, you mentioned that you're talking to family and friends about AI. How do you overcome the objection, or if you even hear this in general, of people saying like AI is, this is very vague and not specific way of saying this, but like AI is stupid or AI is is like crypto yeah. and that it's just going to come in and come out, which isn't exactly true. People say yeah. that all the time. Crypto is still there. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not booming right now. Like, what do you say to them? That's a great point. I really do compare it to crypto. I think it's an elevated version of crypto in terms of the trend behind it, because mm -hmm. crypto like really, uh, and I could go into crypto for hours, like it, the topic is so fascinating, mm -hmm. like especially with the FTX stuff and that collapse, I think that ruined a lot of people's faith um, in, crypt in crypto, especially like people our parents age and stuff that already were on the border to begin with, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, this is now a complete scam because it happened. But anyways, with AI, I think it's a future because um, the capabilities of what it could do. Uh, it's not a currency. It's it's sort of, um, it's like an energy almost. Like I describe it. Like you could put it into your business. You could put it, I use it every day uh, just for creative thinking. And it, it almost it almost scares me because will it create more jobs than it takes? So that's another thing you got to keep into mind. So I think if you just immerse yourself in the world of AI, you will always have a job for the remaining, you know, however this plays out. But to tell like people that are sort of older or people that don't believe in the trend, try it out for yourself go to chat go to openai.com and just play with it and the thing is crazy and it sort of just started about a year and a half ago i think i don't know when gpt3 was released but like a year ago it was nothing compared to what it is now and mm -hmm. yeah we're getting to the point where it's it's getting scary good and i was actually doing some research on this um agi which is like an advanced form of ai will take place when essentially gpt4 will create gpt5 so like, it's just a self-sustaining thing. And I think that's where we're going. So it's going to be super interesting slash scary to see where that goes. But I think you can't go wrong with just learning this tech and playing with it. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fear out there of like AI is going to take over everything. Like AI is going to take yeah. over content writing. AI is going to take over um, a lot of people who are working in the workforce, right? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think AI is going to reach, are we going to reach the point where AI is um completely overtaking like human like humans in general or because that's a big fear people have like when it comes yeah. to certain jobs and stuff like what are your thoughts on that yeah dude i i do ai all day and i still have that fear like of being slash replaced because it is scary the things it could do especially when you sort of weave it into a lot of businesses like computers for example like um not to scare people that are have these positions, but like accountants or like people who do taxes, like what's stopping you from the government just having an AI where you put your numbers in and taxed immediately, like automatically. So stuff like that scares me, man. And 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 it's um humans have to adapt. Like cars used to scare people when people were riding on horses. So it's like, you know, we'll be fine in the long run. So it's not too much to worry about. But looking at it from a perspective of right now and what it can do, it's definitely scary. I think uh, it helps just to know that it'll be okay. Like it's not gonna like um i robot us if you guys have ever seen that movie with will smith i don't think it's gonna yeah. do that um but stuff is definitely gonna change it's gonna be rough um for a second but the only thing uh we can do is sort of just sit back and embrace the technology and see where it takes us for sure and going forward let's say we like to do scenarios here on elevated so let's say there's a business owner um you could be in any business you could be in a real life business or he could be an agency owner or a coach or something um let's say he doesn't know anything about ai and he's looking to integrate ai into his business in order to streamline his systems and also make more money he's heard about it whether he's watching your youtube videos or he's you know um seeing the news he's like ai is getting really scary 
um, but I want to I want to be ahead, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, are you going to be Are you going to be on the end of it where you're still riding horses and you're trying to sell horse equipment? I remember I heard that overnight. Um, the, um, I'll let you answer the question, but like overnight, um, in the horse industry, it just collapsed. This is like nineteen yeah. whatever, and I think the same thing's going to happen with AI. But anyways, what would you say? Um, yeah, I would still watch, watch my content for sure. That's one thing, but um, <laughs> uh, definitely um, just go on ChatGPT and play around with it. And I think like when people have questions about AI, it sounds weird and like futuristic, but ask AI itself, like, where can I learn more about this? Just literally type your whole situation into it. Um, that's a good place to start. Join communities. Twitter has a really good sort of AI um, community, Reddit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good stuff there. So uh, just networking, doing calls like this, like we, me and Matt talked, I think about an hour, about a week ago and just mm -hmm. learn stuff and, and network with each other. So that's a really great way to get out there. But start, yeah, start immersing yourself in technologies by joining communities, watching my YouTube content and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, bro. Like definitely it, it's just another like skill you can learn, right? Like yeah, exactly. whether it's like email marketing or copywriting, it's just like, like AI is like another skill you can get down just like any of those other ones. Um, my question to you is you mentioned making a course, um, like your own little course like that. that that's really interesting because yeah. I haven't really seen too many, like, well, I, I have seen AI courses, but like, I haven't really been too familiar with them or at all or anything. Um, what are you creating with your course and what is that going to be all about? Yeah, it's going to be, a, and I was talking with Matt again about this. There's like sort of two sides right now to the AI atmosphere. There's one where it's like that make money with AI online, right? And you're Good. doing stuff like automating YouTube and stuff like that, which like works. Like that stuff works. Um, uh, no, no doubt about it. There's tools and stuff we could do. And then there's the other side where it's like learn the fundamental concepts of like uh, large language models and, and stuff like that. That's sort of where I'm trying to break into, uh, but I'm not trying to make it too confusing where the uh, not the normal person, like I'm better than anyone, but like the average person would understand the tech because right. I, I, again, I don't have a tech background at all. And some of this stuff is hard to grab. So I'm trying to, uh, in this course, break it down to people where they could learn these skills. So when AI does roll around, they could get employed and they could do stuff uh, within the AI field um, that actually has value to it. Right. So you could get a job in the future and stuff like that. So that's sort of my goal right now for this course, is just getting you an introduction um, of AI automation, how to put it into your business, uh, what these Fortune 500 companies are doing, stuff like that. So definitely look out for that. Hopefully, it's done soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the most effective automations you've seen working with your clients? Yeah. So working with my clients, um, take for example, we were working with a CPA firm, so accountancy, uh, and they have they're really successful, right? They have hundreds of clients, and they build them every month, and blah blah blah. They're really running everything through Google Sheets right now, which is great. Mm. Like Google Sheets is a great platform, mm. but they're hiring a full-time employee, from my understanding, that every single time you know a payment is collected or someone is onboarded, they're going to a Google Sheet and they're clicking like, or they're typing out the client's name and they're clicking onboarded, check, stuff like that. Like they're paying someone full-time to do that. Um, and that can be automated pretty, pretty easily, right? So when someone's onboarded, it's all put out in the Google Sheet, a Google Doc is created, onboarding is created, invoices are created, all that stuff. And this is not replacing this person's job. It's giving this person the opportunity to do more beneficial work to the company. So mm -hmm. that, that's just like a basic one. It's just making everything automated. So someone's not in there that's pushing buttons and you're paying them as a business owner uh, for that time. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a pretty simple one. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, time efficiency is definitely very, very important, whether, you know, you're making content online or you're running your own business. Like, that's why, personally, I think AI is so interesting and its potential is insane just because the, the time savings and, like you said, the automations and stuff, it's crazy how um, how much AI can do and free up the workload and stuff just because... You know, as like business owners and stuff, you you have tons and tons of responsibilities, right? And the last thing you want to do is worry about some Google spreadsheet, you know? So it's just yeah, like, exactly. dude, it, like it's the tiny stuff that um, irk people out. And, you know, when once you get like AI automations in and it just makes the process a lot easier and st streamlined. Um, my, my question is, what are some, um, it's, I'm going to ask you for a list of things. Um, what, what are some like false beliefs that people have about AI specifically? Like there, I know there's like a, like a crazy, like a weird dogma around it about like, um, oh, it's going to take over people or stuff like that. But like, what are some other false beliefs people have that you could debunk? Yeah. So from what I've seen and I haven't seen everything, but I've seen a good amount of stuff and the people online saying like AI is going to do everything for you. Like this AI will completely automate your business, passive income bullshit like it does not exist yet like yet it could exist in the future but there's still work you have to put in you still have to set it up you still have to train it um it will still mess up like it's not perfect um that also goes into the fact like i don't think it's taking over the world anytime soon it still messes up on pretty basic stuff sometimes and you have to train it you have to set the parameters and stuff like that but there is no ai solution that will just do everything for you. Like I don't, I haven't seen something like that yet. Maybe you can combine, I don't know, 20, 30 tools to get to like 80% efficiency, but you'll always have um, ownership and the, the means that you will have to do work or at least oversee stuff, right? So uh, I've just seen personally, like to debunk it, like people like, hey, this AI could do everything, make a hundred pieces of content. Like there's stuff like that, but there's always work that goes into it because you don't want to just be spewing out trash either. You know what I mean? You want to have quality work. So if you marry AI with your own intuition, like that's, I think, the best combination uh, that we have right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are some of the most effective tools you use now? It might just be OpenAI. But what are some of the most effective tools that you either were using or are still using um, to deliver results for your clients? Yeah, so OpenAI is a great place to start for just simple like idea generation and creativity. Um, so I run a lot of my ideas by GPT. It's crazy. It sounds like it's a, it's a person, but uh, that's one. Uh, two is make.com slash Zapier. So those are mm -hmm. two different platforms. One's make.com and one's Zapier. Mm -hmm. um, those are like insane automation tools. Uh, essentially, you could automate anything. They connect with hundreds and hundreds of softwares. Um, and we really dig deep into those platforms to um, fulfill these automations for our clients. So those are those are two good ones. I'm sort of blanking on some other ones right now. Oh, there's one called Fireflies AI. You could like record your meetings. Like if we were having a conversation right now, you could record and transcribe your meetings. That's one. Um, there's a bunch out there. Also, I'm really starting to look into, um, I'm actually going to come up with a video with this soon of chat GPT plugins. So they have mm. a plugin store and you could plug in like a, a YouTube content writer and all these different things, which is all in-house to OpenAI, which is again, bringing up like OpenAI has like a monopoly on this thing, or they're starting to starting to get one because they have all the tools you really need uh, to succeed outside of make.com and Zapier, I would say, uh, to really get started with AI. So there's, it's a great place to start. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome list of tools, dude. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think, like you said, you mentioned you have a YouTube and you run ideas through 
GPT um, for like ideas and shit. I, I I see a lot of people bash pe- like creators and stuff for running ideas through chat GPT. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why is because people use crappy prompts, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. It's just very like basic and like bare bones. Um, my question is like, what are like, how, how, what's your process of generating ideas and stuff? And um, to cap that off, it's just like, what can creators do to um, better the ideas they get, the quality of ideas they get from GPT? Yeah, that's a great question because I've sort of, I have a, a semi-definitive process of what I do. So say I'm trying to come up with a YouTube um, idea or, or video. I'll first draw out or write down, I use Notion a lot. I'll write down stuff like everything that's in my mind that I want to create, right? Because right now I trust myself more than AI. I know my situation better. As smart as AI is, like I can make decisions, right? It's when I hit that writer's block, that lack of creativity, I ask AI, I'll probably like copy and paste the list in there. Like based on the ideas I've already come up with, are there any other ideas that would be suitable for a 10 minute YouTube video trying to attract XYZ audience for XYZ outcome, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really just start with my own ideas. And when I hit that like lack of creativity or just writer's block again, like I'll run it through chat GPT. This is sort of the same thing I see in like, as a college student, you know, chat GPT is just running loose on these canvases for oh, yeah. work. Like <laughs> I'll always try to write my own essays and stuff. Like I'll never just go and ask open AI for an essay. Like it doesn't make any sense to me why you do that because I think you should still value your ideas in your work. Like, I don't think OpenAI is smarter than you necessarily. Um, in the larger context, it is. But like in your own life, you still know more about what's going on and, and what's relevant and best for you. So start with your own ideas and then ask AI for input. Ask, would this work? Um, and ask for lifetime data, especially if you have GPT+. Plus. Um, like, what are the trends um, in YouTube videos for um tools or something like that. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. yeah, start with your own ideas, run it through ChatGPT for um, extra ideas and creativity, and then sort of go from there. That makes yeah, sense. For sure. And what you said about, I mean, I'm still in high school, right? But I remember when it first came out, first three months of ChatGPT coming out. So when was that? Last year, April, May, you know, that that time of year uh, yeah. where everyone started. It didn't first come out, but people started finding out about it. Gotcha. It went yeah. viral, right? The, like the crypto boom, what is for AI? And I remember everybody's using AI for like three months and they were just copy pasting all of their assignments and then turnitin.com created a new function where <laughs> you could check for AI, the AI detection. And all of a sudden yeah. everybody got good. They, they got messed up because they, they haven't written an essay in like three three months and all of a sudden they have yeah. to do it again. Um, but I want to ask you a question. This is switching gears a bit, but, um, you make content on YouTube, you make content on Instagram and TikTok. What got you into creating content? What was that thing for you? Yeah, that's a great question again. Um, Uh I would say there's two sides of it. One is the, the more boring one is for the business side of it. Like, um, I doubt if I didn't have a Instagram platform, I would be on this podcast, correct? Like, there's just no way you would have reached out to me and found me among it's all this stuff. So, yeah, exactly. It's sort of an extension of what I do and how I can make money. So that's a really good mm-hmm. thing um, from that side of it. And the second one is, like, I sort of like talking to people and meeting people. Like, I met really, really cool um, people through Instagram and the AI space. I've talked with them on calls just like this. 
Um, and again, that's not possible without that platform. And I like speaking to people and helping people. Like I've gotten hundreds of DMs like, dude, that was a really cool video. How can I do X, Y, Z? And I respond to all my DMs and stuff because I really, I like helping people. I'm a young guy. I'm not like some know-it-all. So like I can help when I can. And I also learn, like when I talk to you, Matt, like I learned some good stuff about scripting content and stuff like that. So um, I want to absorb all that information. And I think content is a great way to get myself out there. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you mentioned being in school, bro. I'm a fourth year <laughs> student too. Like how is balancing that like for you? Is it, is the schedule like always busy or are you struggling? Cause it's like, uh, I, I don't know about you, but like I got exams coming up, so I'm pretty scrunched up right now. Yeah. Um, what's that like for you, bro? Cause I'm sure for me, it's fairly busy. Um, I just wanted to know what's it like for you. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Um, what, what's your major? If, I, if it's cool. Uh, kinesiology. kinesiology. Okay. So we're similar, dude. I'm, I'm biology. So, okay. um, yeah. And that's STEM field, science field. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah. I'm luckily I packed my schedule last year. So this year I'm sort of cooling off and really focusing on this business because the, the way I see it is if I can nail this business or when I nail this business, I should say, mm. um, I don't really need the, the schooling anymore, which is a really motivated factor behind, behind what I'm doing. And I don't regret like my college education. I think that's a big thing. Like people are like, you know, fuck college entrepreneurship. Like I'm blessed enough to go to college and, and I'm glad I did because it taught me a lot about, um, organization, um, the work life like i've had internships because of college and stuff like that so just being in that work environment and getting all the experience from school was great but it is busy man it is really really busy um so but i like being busy right what else am i gonna do just sit on my bed all day but um, right. it's definitely stressful sometimes <laughs> um but yeah trying to trying to balance it as best i can make content and do well in school excel in school for sure. I mean, it's definitely a hustle. I get it. I mean, Trug and I are both on the same page. I might be in high school, not college, but I'm the high school, work for an agency, got my own agency, yeah, personal brand. It gets very hectic. Um, but going forward, so you're going to be graduating. Trug's going to be graduating too, but you're going to be graduating and you're going to be running this business. What are some goals that you have? What are you looking to achieve other than just vague, successful? Like, What are some specifics? Yeah. Monetary aside, I think everyone has like good goals of like what they want to do money rise. Um, I really want to learn and immerse myself in, in a, like the AI community, meaning like I'll go into network events and I'm getting myself out there on LinkedIn and I'm doing all these things and like officially make that move to my career because I think this will mm -hmm. sort of be my career path. Uh, and I'm also sort of looking to look into biology or sciences, I should say, with AI and automation because mm. I think that's another field like med and AI is a is a great combination I, I bet a lot of people do have this background but i think it's i find it unique that i know business biology ai um personal branding maybe so i think i if i can marry all of my skills together my background and my degree and what i do on youtube i can really find myself a good niche to sort of uh, reside in for my career and, and excel in there so yeah monetary aside just really put myself out there push myself i don't like always making content that sometimes it pains me especially on instagram but oh, yeah. um, it's like pushing myself, you know, self-development and uh, personal development, I should say. Um, but yeah, those are some of my goals. Nice. Very cool. Very cool goals to have, bro. That, that's so interesting. Like science and AI, I never really considered that. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you like specifically looking for with that? Because that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I just want to hear more. Yeah. About it. Uh, to describe it and hopefully I, I could sign this job, but uh, something came across with like some clinics and they're trying to make a screening app for, I'm not going to say like the condition, but it's a condition 
Um, they're trying to make a screening app using AI to basically synthesize data and then give a person a risk score of, mm. hey, you're, you're 35% likely to get XYZ condition if you don't do blank, blank, blank. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's a lot of mm. use cases and it's all data, but it's really hard because of data privacy, HIPAA regulations, and I'm yeah. sure you know all that stuff. So um, yeah. it's, but I, I think of that as an obstacle that just eliminates a whole bunch of competition. So if I could really break into that space, um, a lot of people won't even try to do that. But if I could get over that hump of privacy and stuff, I think there's a massive opportunity or a blue ocean there uh, to explore. That's that's absolutely sick. That's an incredible idea. Um, when it comes to app development, you mentioned earlier you were getting into app development or that's the direction you want to go as well as AI. Um, could you expand a bit on a bit more on that? What are you doing with app development? Um, you already said what you were looking to do with that, but yeah. what have you been doing now for it? Yeah, so the app would be like what I was just describing. In terms of the development, like I myself, again, I have no like tech experience. Like I, right. I'm blessed to have a great team around me and people that can help me out with stuff. Um, so I'm really learning for them. And the goal is to learn semi to code in a way, like in a sense, like I'm not going to devote the next few years to coding because I, I don't want to do it. I really don't. I would have done it for school if I liked it. But um, yeah, I have a great team around me that's sort of teaching me a lot about app development. And I see a lot of companies and businesses wanting their own app, whether it's internally to manage clients or whether it's mm -hmm. externally to sell. Um, so I think it's a it's a skill that would be good to have in the future. And especially if you could put some AI into it, you could really sell it well. Very cool, very cool. Uh, so AI, it's, AI sounds very like complex, like surface level wise. If, you know, let's say you're some random person, let's say you're me, like I, I don't really know much about <laughs> AI. Um, how, like how would you dim, dim, quote, dim things down for new people or like someone trying to dive into to AI, like what are what is overall like the basics of AI and what exactly is it? Yeah, I like to describe it as just human intelligence in a robotic or machine learning type of way. So like it's like a it's it's it is hard to describe. Like I do it all the time and it's it's hard to come up with a definition. Um it's art it's literally artificial intelligence. Like you have like official or you have real intelligence as a human being, and then there's mm -hmm. machines that have intelligence by what humans put into it. So it's like, essentially, it's a thinking machine. That's the best way to put it. Um, it could handle outputs. Well, now it can. In the few, in the past, it couldn't. But now it can handle uh, creative things. And the really scary part is, like, you could train it on a set of data. Like, you could train it from a multiplication table, right? And then I haven't tried this myself, so I don't want to. 100% confirm it, but you could train it on like a multiplication table or something like that. And then if you give it like an algebra problem, it could probably solve it, right? And it just mm -hmm. uses context and it uses machine learning, which is um, sort of part of AI to solve more complex problems. And that's why like every single second of every single day, it's getting better. The more data you give it, the better it gets. So think about it um, in s sort of simpler terms as a machine that has a brain that could learn just like you do. Um, mm -hmm essentially but it's limited to by what the humans sort of give it or about what we mm. give it so that's a that was sort of mm. a clunky definition but it's, it is hard to explain yeah and i wasn't i wasn't going to say this but this came up in my head um this is like an alternative de definition i don't know if it's uh if this is yeah, yeah. this is uh gonna be right but google on crack but it can make things boom that's it. How about that? <laughs> cool. uh, <Yeah. laughs> okay, so we've established 
that AI is the future, right? But yeah. what do you think is, okay, so 10 years from now, you fast forward to November 15th, 2033. Yeah. What does AI look like? What's happening? Oh, man. Um, I try not to think too far ahead. They get like uh, get crazy stuff going on. But I think every single industry has either adapted AI or they've died, like adapt or die type of thing, sort of mm -hmm. like social media or I would say software and, and the internet have done to other companies, um, yep. maybe in the early 1990s or something like 2000, something like that. Um, if you don't have AI, I think I truly think you will um, not be able to compete with the, the teams and the businesses that are using it. So uh, that's one thing. And I think AI will do a lot like just take, and this will be for every sector, but take education, for example. We all learn different, right? Myself, Chung, Matt, we all we all learn different. We have different, some might be a visual learner, someone like speeches, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, imagine if you have your own tailored sort of tutor to help you out through school, right? You could just mm -hmm. learn by how you like to learn, right? Because why shouldn't, um, shouldn't that happen? A teacher can't do that. You can't expect a teacher to do that and like go through 30 different teaching styles for 30 different students, but AI could handle that. So that is like, just think of that as an adaptive use case of AI. And I think that will be here in four or five years, because another mm -hmm. thing is since we live in a world where it's capitalism and like people are trying to build businesses and stuff like that, mm -hmm. the race is on right now. So people are just leveling up AI um, and just pushing it to the max. Uh, which is scary because I think people, someone's going to overstep the boundaries of what they should do in the pursuit of money. Oh, yeah. uh, but that's another topic. But um, in 10 years, it's going to be a vastly different landscape. Uh, another thing to consider is the visual parts of it. So deep fakes, like, can you um, tell, uh, you know, can I have an AI like Matt here and kind of tell the difference? Ways to make money with AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like scammers using voice impersonation, like, it, there's so much stuff you got to consider mm -hmm. that's scary. So I think regulations will, should come in in the next two, two, three years, but in 10 yeah. years, man, I have no idea. It's going to really be crazy. Don't. Yeah. And follow-up question. Do you see kids getting less intelligent or more intelligent? So the youth, like the next mm -hmm. generation, are they going to be smarter because of AI or are they going to not be as smart? That's a great question. That's a, that's a good thing to consider. I think, I think they will be smarter if we can nail AI in the education space. Um, if we really just eliminate all of the, I think sort of some of the standardized tests are sort of sort of redundant and not mm -hmm. as applicable nowadays. I think some of those things got to go. And if we could really a like nail AI in education, because a kid is as smart as you give, as smart as education it receives, right? Like that's mm -hmm. that's pretty simple, okay. I would say. Um, so I think if we nail that, I think they will be smarter. Uh, right now, we're sort of in that middle ground where I think the next generation is a little bit, um, not dumb, but like getting like down there because of social media <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> social media and stuff, right? We're not reached the point where AI is fully developed, where it could help them. We're also not at the point where it doesn't exist. So you can do all of the, the stuff you should be doing right now um, through AI, which you're not learning it. But I think if we come up with a better curriculum in the future um, with AI, where you still have to do the work. But you could do it in your own style and what benefits you. So school's mm -hmm. not such a burden anymore. I think people will get smarter. But for the next, until that happens, I think people will get dumber for sure. <laughs> oh, man, dude, kids nowadays are, I sound so old saying that, bro. 
no, literally just twenty one. Literally just twenty one. <laughs> but like now, like I look at my, I look at um, like my younger cousins, for example. Like they're they're just like sitting on their iPads all day, like watching all like day. YouTube and stuff. Like it's just like, you know, it's like one end. It's like okay, yeah, we have all these cool, awesome resources. But two, are people actually going to use them, or are they just going to be lazy and use them in a weird way? You know. Yeah. Um. But to kind of pivot here, um. I'm mainly on Twitter. I'm an I'm a writer. I'm I'm Twitter writer. I'm always on that yeah. platform. Um I saw recently Elon, he dropped um like Twitter, they're making like Grok or something. Grok? Yeah, I heard like, about it's that, kind of yeah. like a yeah, like some G- chat GPT alternative or something like that. Have you heard about that? Like what what are your thoughts on that? And do you see potential have, in that? Um, yeah, I have heard about it. Apparently it's supposed to be trained on like Twitter's live feed. I don't know if like there's a lot going on in the world right now, especially with news, you know, like foreign mm-hmm. conflicts and stuff like that. Um, Twitter's a really good place to get like live news, um, or at least not a really good place, but like you get like instant news from people that are on the ground from all over the world in seconds. So I think he's building the AI around like having live time data, um, which I don't know. I mean, Elon, if anyone will figure it out, I don't know how that's going to work or if it's going to be a better use of what well, OpenAI already has, but uh, again, it's Elon. I'm not. I'm not. I'll never bet against him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've I've seen some of the the controversial clips of Grok, where <laughs> it's like ChatGPT is very. They made it in a way that is, what's the word? Like, it doesn't overstep its boundaries. But okay. I saw a video. It was from Zoro the Wiz. You know, you know him, Jazz, uh, and yeah, animation yeah. YouTuber. Uh, yeah, and it was an Instagram reel, and it was like it asked it to be vulgar, or somebody asked it to be vulgar, and it just did it. But if you tell that to ChatGPT, it won't do that. So I, oh, I just yeah. think that's really interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess my next question would be: Let's say, all right, we're gonna give another scenario. Okay, okay. let's say there's someone out there and they want to start a SaaS in the AI space. Okay. What do you think is are some industries within AI that are untapped that don't have a solution but have a major problem in a hungry market? Hmm. That's I would say education. Just something that pops off in my mm-hmm. head because I mean, um, yeah. My warning to people building SaaS is right now it's becoming very commoditized, meaning like the barrier to entry is becoming stupid low. Like right. there's no like I have no coding experience, none of that, and I could build a somewhat viable product just by all of these solutions that are coming out. So um, like, for example, again, with the ChatGPT update, going back to that, you can build chatbots by just typing in what you want. You could type in, I want a chatbot that manages inventory for my flower shop and it'll make it right. So, you know, five, even five, three, three, five years ago, like you need to hire a dev and a coder to build that out for you. That is gone. Like you don't need that anymore. So with SaaS, like make sure it's a good idea if you want to pursue it, uh, because it's very easy to sort of replicate. Obviously, like if your product's the best, it's the best. No one's going to compete with it. But um, the SaaS market scares me because of how easy it is to build one nowadays. If that right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen all these no code platforms coming out. Especially was it Bubble? Yeah, exactly. Bubble's the main one. All right. Yeah. You know, and and I know people personally who are white labeling different SaaS platforms um, that are less AI and more so just SaaS, like lead gen softwares and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Um, definitely an interesting space to be in. But yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Like I, I wonder, I don't know. It, it, I, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Let's say you're working. Have you, I'm sure you've worked with brick and mortar companies before. I'm not sure if you have or not, but yeah. let's say um, some brick and mortar person is um, not really interested in AI or they don't see the point in it because they do landscaping right? Like what's the argument for them trying to hop on AI and like, what would you tell them um, would be the benefits of hopping onto AI? Yeah. So for like a landscaping company, first of all, keep on landscaping. I think that's going to be a, uh, a crucial thing because as we sort of move into AI taking jobs, all of the physical jobs, more of the blue collar, I believe it is, uh, they'll Mm -hmm. be fine. Like electrician, like you're not getting replaced anytime soon. Landscaper, you're good. So um, that's, that's a total reasonable argument to not want to get involved with AI for brick and mortar things that deal with nothing in tech, like a plumber or or, some, or a landscaper um, where you would use AI is in data. Data is literally oil and gold for businesses. So mm. like you could run your data through AI and we're, we're uh, lining up to do this with someone hopefully soon. Um, you could line up your, your business and or your data and run it through AI to give you predictive analysis. So like given your data, you should spend XYZ amount on Facebook ads, target this audience, do this, do that. Um, and, and it's very accurate because you're giving it the data that is the truth, right? Data is like the closest thing we have to reality, in my opinion. Like it's the, it's the numbers. It's, it's what's actually happening. So uh, a landscaper, you don't need AI in any other place except for analyzing your data and allowing AI to help you make new moves, not making them for you, but just giving you ideas of new ways to market yourself based on what's already happening within your business. Shoot, hmm. I mean, that's that's true. And rip data entry jobs, man. Rip yeah, man, data that's... entry jobs. There, Unless you know how to use AI. And even receptionists, as the, the video you sent me, which we'll keep on the down low, but that's crazy. Yeah. AI bots the cold calling calling bots they're That's, starting to be a thing too and are you rolling out that offer pretty soon um i am partnering up with someone that is doing that yeah so if you need like an awesome. ai cold caller that's that's a thing now anyone <laughs> in the audience it's it's insane and yeah. i'll tell a story around that so my dad actually told you this uh, to you yeah. but he thinks that he was on a call with a uh, ai cold caller but he didn't realize until days after Oh, he's yeah. an older guy, but you know, still, that it's proves scary, it works. Yeah. You would think, yeah, you know, even four years ago, actually, scratch that. One year ago, or even six months ago, I probably no, we'll give it one year. One year ago, you know, that wouldn't have even been a possibility. Like that just sounds yeah. insane, but now it's reality. And so, I think that's the premise of this podcast. I mean, other than interviewing you, of course, Jess, it's been yeah. awesome having you on. But AI is extremely powerful, and if you're not using it, you're going to fall behind. You know, and it's very confusing. That's why you like Shaz are out there um, and myself, some degree with what I'm doing at Create Systems, um, helping business owners get involved with this early on so they don't have to go rush for the scraps, kind of like what getting on social media is now, where exactly. you see the, the I, I work for a digital marketing agency. You just see businesses who are down and they're still making money, but they're down in, in revenue compared to their competitors that are using um social media same thing with ai except you know it's bigger much bigger i think so um it's been great having you on dude um yeah you're dropping a course pretty soon like you said you can plug anything you want right now now's the time 
Yeah, um, only thing, follow me on Instagram, the Shaz M. That's all it is. T-H-E-S-H-A-Z-M. Um, DM me any questions. I answer all DMs and I'll sort of direct you in the best path uh, that I can to help you out because I want everyone to learn this stuff. Again, it is the future, especially if you're a business. You still have that first mover's advantage. Like it's not too late to look into this stuff. Uh, wait another four months, it might be. So uh, mm-hmm. look into the stuff. DM me, DM Matt, all you guys, uh, if you guys have questions and we'll help uh, when we can. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Like I said, it's been great having you on. And this wouldn't be an episode of the Elevated State Podcast if I didn't do this. If you're still watching right now, you're an absolute legend. DM. Well, you can DM. You said DM us anyway. DM us anyways. But DM us again, letting us know you're still here. Because we know you're still here. If you Never mind. All right. It is what it is. (laughs) This has been the 26th episode of the Elevated State Podcast. I appreciate you for listening. Peace. Peace.